You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Tonight, concern is circulating in the community as ASD announces a potential mums case at Romig Middle School. We'll have the latest on the tests. And warnings are in effect tonight for a major winter storm hitting southeast and dangerously cold temperatures across the state as we see some of the coldest air in more than two years. I'll have the latest forecast for what's coming next. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill are one step closer to expanding the child tax credit just in time for tax season. I'll have the latest. You're watching Alaska's News Source. I've been here 11 years now. This is my 11th winter. And this is the worst I've seen it in the last 11 years. I am 100% sure it's been worse. But what's the problem with this is the, the how quick both these storms happen to each other. Juno is bracing against yet another storm. With already a foot of snow falling today, the conditions are expected to get even worse later tonight. Meanwhile, many Alaskans are facing some of the coldest temperatures the state has seen in two years, with many areas dipping well below zero. Before we hear more about the big storm down in Juneau, Chief Meteorologist Melissa Fry joins us now with a warning tonight. It's going to get even colder this week. Melissa? Yeah, Mike, again, these temperatures, coldest we've seen since 2022 across much of the state, including dropping as low as 50 below zero in the interior. Fairbanks dropping to 40 below zero for the first time this season this morning. You can see sub-zero temperatures as cold as 30 below zero, also reported on the slope, well below zero from Ukiavik to Kotzebue, Nome, Elam, Bethel, King Salmon, all seeing below zero temperatures. And we saw that this morning here in Anchorage as well, seven below officially on the west side of town, but it dropped to between 12 and 20 below for much of East Anchorage, south side and Eagle River, dropping to 16 below in Glen Allen. And those temperatures did not warm much through the day. Absolutely stunning with crystal clear skies here in Anchorage this evening. But again, those temperatures already dropping back below zero after barely getting into the single digits this afternoon. Currently at one below in West Anchorage, even a bit cooler as you head to the east side of town. Now that cold air is going to stay in place across the interior. In fact, it's going to get even colder. Likely tonight with this cold air mass staying in place through the end of the week, we do have winter weather advisories and wind chill advisories in effect uh, for portions of the interior near McGrath and up to the slope because of the dangerous wind chill values dropping to between 40 and 60 below zero heading into tomorrow. So most of the state, again, dealing with that coldest air we have seen in nearly two years. But in southeast, temperatures below freezing, cold enough that we are seeing heavy snow as the storm system pushes across the area. Already seeing 9 to 12 inches of snow across Juneau with snow reports from Yakutat down into Cake and winter storm warnings and advisories in effect as we're still seeing more heavy snow tonight to the north and freezing rain to the south in Petersburg and in Wrangell. In Juneau tonight, we're looking at an additional 14 to 20 inches of snow. Again, this all on top of that heavy snow that we had last week. Michael, have a look at that full forecast, including how cold it's going to get tonight here in a few minutes. All right, we'll see you then, Melissa. Thanks. 
And within just the past hour, the State Department of Transportation warning the high avalanche hazard means Juno's Thane Road will close tonight and that emergency closure will be evaluated at 8 tomorrow morning. Steve Kirch is on the ground in Juneau tonight. He continues our team coverage. With concerns about avalanches and sunken vessels and conditions not letting up anytime soon, I had the opportunity to talk to residents and city officials today to see what they're doing to mitigate those dangers. Juneau Emergency Programs Manager Tom Matisse says they've already seen some small avalanches and expect the city's avalanche paths to be active over the next 36 to 48 hours. Because of the high danger, especially for people who live in avalanche zones, Matisse says take precautions now. Juneau Harbor Master Matthew Craswell said he would like to see a break after last week's winter storm caused havoc on the harbor, impacting eight vessels and causing three to sink. He's advising people who own a boat in the harbor to start shoveling snow off their vessels before the already intense weight turns to ice and creates even more problems. It's, you know, it's, I've been here 11 years now. This is my 11th winter. And this is the worst I've seen it in the last 11 years. I am 100% sure it's been worse. But what's the problem with this is the, the, how quick both these storms happen to each other, right? Now, the winter storm warning in Juneau is expected to last until 6 p.m. Tuesday, with another 14 to 20 inches before switching the freezing rain Tuesday night. Reporting from Juneau, Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. And today, the Alaska Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management opened individual assistance applications for two recent disasters. Residents impacted by the Wrangell landslide and the Quinnahawk power outage disaster can apply for state individual assistance through their website. That's at ready.alaska.gov or call the hotline at 844-445-7131. The deadline to apply for the Wrangell landslide assistance is January 27th. The deadline for the Quinnahawk power outage situation is March 2nd. One of the easiest ways to uh, get all the weather updates for your area is the Alaska's Weather Source app. Now, that free app features information updated by our own weather team, including Melissa Fry. A search for Alaska's weather source in the App Store to get that for yourself on your devices. A controversial education bill that was passed unanimously by the House Rules Committee on Saturday down in Juneau could change who could approve and appeal decisions for Alaska's charter schools. Joe Kadat has been talking with lawmakers and education advocates about SB 140. He joins us live tonight from an Anchorage School Choice event for students learning about a variety of options, including charter schools. Joe? Mike, there's a variety of students here, education officials and teachers from a variety of educational platforms where students are learning about a variety of options for them to learn um, or schools and school options that they can choose. Some of those options include charter schools, and that's why we've been asking a variety of people here tonight what they think about the proposed changes in Senate Bill 140. If those changes go through, they would affect the very people here at the Alaska Native Heritage Center. That bill has a range of pay raises for teachers, a proposed increase of the base student allocation, many educators saying it's not nearly enough. There's also a proposal to give the state power, power to the state to appeal local school board and district charter school decisions. Proponents say it gives more flexibility into the creation of new charters. Many testified against the changes on Saturday's nearly seven hour long hearing, saying that charter schools aren't the problem and decisions should be left in the hands of those they impact. A teacher here tonight says she's for the changes in Senate Bill 140 in its new language on charter schools, 
A lawmaker we spoke with earlier today is against the bill in general. And having this, this appeal process, I think, would have really served it well. It takes money out of the classroom by reducing the amount of funding schools received in this last fiscal year. The House will likely make amendments to SB 140 on Wednesday, and they're scheduled for a floor vote on Friday. When you see me on the news tonight, I'm going to have full perspectives on both sides of this issue that I've gotten here at this event. Reporting live at the Alaska Native Heritage Center, Joe Kadat, Alaska's news source. A man who allegedly attempted to kill a woman was arraigned on multiple counts today in an Anchorage courtroom. Okay, not guilty pleas are entered. It's set for discovery on March 11th at 2.30 in front of myself. Of the charges against 46-year-old Derek Schroffenberger, of faces include attempted murder in the first degree, two counts of assault in the first degree, and four counts of assault in the second degree. Now, according to court documents, the Anchorage Police Department said his domestic partner was attempting to end their relationship, and he responded by attempting to strangle and beat her as she tried to run away. If convicted, he faces a sentence of up to 99 years in prison. His next trial date, uh, court date, has been set for March 11th. Well, if you or a loved one is experiencing domestic violence, help is available to you. You can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. That number, 800-799-7233. You can also text START to 88788. If it's an emergency, it's recommended you call 911 immediately. Still ahead tonight, it's a very rare viral infection that's preventable by a vaccine. What we know about the potential mumps case at Romig Middle School when we come back. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Well, the Anchorage School District says it's still waiting to hear whether a suspected mumps case at Romig Middle School is confirmed or not. Lauren Maxwell has been checking in with the school district and the health department all day long. Lauren, what are they telling you? They say that they're taking this potential Romig Middle School mumps case very seriously as we now enter a fifth day still waiting on the results. Now, the health department says mumps is highly contagious. It can be painful. It takes about two weeks for people to get better on their own. City health leaders telling us today, today that even if you are vaccinated, while rare, you can still get the viral infection because of how fast coughing or sneezing can spread mumps. After informing parents last Thursday, the entire school was disinfected and field trips and after-school activities were canceled. The city's chief medical officer says complications are rare, but when they happen, they can be very serious. Mumps can affect the thyroid, the heart. It can affect the uh, neurological system, like the brain. You can get meningitis or encephalitis from this. Uh, joint pain. Uh, there are a number of things that can happen. And health leaders are urging mumps prevention, emphasizing that the MMR vaccine, which small children usually get, is important. And actually, the Anchorage School District requires that to attend school. Um, and they tell us that even so, they are operating out of abund an abundance of caution for the safety of their students and their staff. Mike? All right. Thanks, Lauren. Well, today, President Biden met with doctors and officials to talk about reproductive health care access on the 51st anniversary of the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court decision. The group got together for the fourth meeting of the task force on reproductive health care access at the White House, where agencies announced new actions to try to protect access to reproductive health care. 
The group was formed after the Supreme Court decision in 2022 to overturn a Roe. During the meeting, the president heard from physicians about the effects of Roe versus Wade, like Dr. Tani Malhotra, who said her patients have been facing a lot of difficulties in the post-Roe world. So since the Dobbs decision, a lot of women across the country are, um, are having issues with access to the comprehensive uh, range of, mater uh, of uh, reproductive care, including abortion care, um, which impacts their ability to have um, safe pregnancies and make decisions about them, their own bodies and their lives. Um, and the task force is working towards improving that access and restoring that right. Now, the members of the task force also spoke about the president's executive orders on reproductive health care and the new steps the administration is taking. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.